For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check us out every day on Dash Radio. In addition to the podcast apps, we are there. So download the Dash Radio app, search for Nothing But Net. That is free, completely free, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also free, FiveReasonsSports.com, where you can get all of Brady Hawk's latest articles. He's not the only one who writes for us, although sometimes it seems like that. Make sure you check out all of Brady's late Latest heat content on there, but also our Dolphins content. Of course, we are entering into Tua Mageddon week. So make sure you check out all the stuff on the Dolphins. Inner Miami with a big win. We had Austin Robillard at the game. The Canes won too. So we've got content there as well for them. And of course, I have a new show also at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern every day on Onside Radio, the Five Reasons Sports Hour. And our friend Alphonse Sidney is going to be my guest at 10 a.m. So actually, that will be the last show. I have other guests booked for the rest of the week. Those shows will not actually happen. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I used this sponsor today, so I am richer. It's prize picks. If you're tired of losing in fantasy sports, times are changing. Now it's just you versus the numbers. Prize picks is the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season-long team or you're a seasoned vet in the daily fantasy space. On prize picks, you simply select two, three, or four players, and predictive they'll go over or under their fantasy projection. Here's the thing. They don't even have to be at the same team. If you're on a college football Saturday like yesterday, I picked uh, Trevor Lawrence and I picked Justin Fields. I didn't win yesterday because I went over on their fantasy projections, but you can do that to win money. So you're not really tied to anything. Prize Picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four predictions correct. Entries are so simple, they can be made in less than 60 seconds. Sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the Prize Picks app and use the code 5 F I V E to get 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks truly daily fantasy simplified. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor, just me and Greg Sylvander for this one. Now, the original plan, the original floor plan, was after Pat Riley's press conference on Friday, we were going to do five episodes on the five most important things that he said. And this was not in the plans, Greg. Uh, we have five other episodes planned. We're still going to do them. I'm going to do some with you. I'm going to do some with Alex, some with Alf. We're going to bring Brady Hawk on for one that's a little more draft intensive. We were not planning on there being a controversy out of those comments on Friday that I was on. I asked uh, two questions on that particular conference call, including one about how long he's going to stick around. That's going to end up feeding into one of our episodes. But Greg, we are in a clickbait world. Um, and on a Sunday, on an NFL Sunday, somehow Pat Riley is making news for something he didn't really say. So what we're going to get into today, because I think it's educational, and I also yes. think it's important related to the heat. We're going to explain how this happens. We're going to explain who's responsible for this. 
how they got it wrong, how they'll continue to get it wrong. And we're going to try to prep you in the audience for what's going to happen on Monday because we can already see it. So, yeah. And, and <laughs> you're like, all, all, the, you and don't I even get me started to today. So yeah, no, absolutely. There's, uh, there's so much to unpack here. And, the, and you actually articulated before the show started the way that this stuff goes. And I think it would be great for the listeners to see the progression here. Cause it is absolutely ridiculous. All right. So let's get to it. Pat Riley makes some comments. He has more than a 40 minute uh, conference call, got off to a late start because they had some zoom issues. I think Pat had the stream on in the background. Um, it happens when you're 75 and I'm sorry, Pat, for saying your age. Cause you told me explicitly on the conference call, not to say your age anymore, but it happens when you're 75. So anyway, they finally start the thing about a half hour late. I don't know if they got it up so the fans could watch it on time. So it was just our reporters. Uh, the reporters who were on the call were there we all asked a bunch of questions. Pat was asked questions about the finals. If he'd looked back at it, if he'd had regret, he gave a very, very, and this is important, long answer, very detailed, nuanced answer. Now I'm going to tell you what I tweeted off of this. Okay. Because again, I think this is instructive to show how some people can be on a call and interpret things a certain way. And then once it gets into this media machine, it becomes a complete intentional, I'm going to use the word intentional mess. Okay. Here's the tweet, the quote. These are two of the tweets. I had like four or five of them. The Lakers were great. They were a great team and they have the greatest player in the game today with LeBron and Anthony Davis and a cast of real veteran players. And then I, I didn't get into the rest of this. I didn't think it was necessary, but he basically said a cast of real veteran players who knew their roles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then here was the key, key quote. They beat us fair and square. Next Riley talking about, he's not going to talk about the finals a lot. It's an excuse we just didn't have enough. Now, did he say more than that? Yes, he went back to talk about something we talked about on Five on the Floor, the 89 Lakers. Okay, he also talked about an earlier Lakers team um, that had injuries, right? And so he did discuss the fact that there was some regret on his part that he didn't get to see his team whole, okay? He never said the Lakers should have an asterisk next to their title. He never said they were undeserving because Dragic and Bam were out. I was on the damn call, okay? He didn't say any of those things. Now, here's the progression, Greg, and then I'm going to let you jump in. So Slam Newswire, okay, which I didn't even know was a thing, but they, they, they put out something. This is for Slam Magazine. They have, this is an account with 6,000 followers, okay? I would think Slam Magazine, they'd have more, but whatever. In ellipses, the Lakers beat us fair and square. They were the best team, but there's always going to be that asterisk, that caveat. Now, Maybe I stopped listening after I tweeted out they beat us fair and square, but I don't remember those exact words coming after that. I will have to listen to it again, okay? But I know the general context of everything that was discussed. He never meant, if he said the word asterisk during this entire call, he never meant it in terms of what the Lakers had accomplished. Yeah, no, he took to the, that quote that you're showing there is the end of one thought and the beginning of another thought. So mm -hmm. it's like, they're going in opposite directions, but they've been put together and joined as if they are connected. Correct. Okay. Which is wrong. Okay. All right. So let's start there. So now, okay. And we're going to call people out directly today. There's some of these people I know, some of them I don't, there are some I like. Okay. But I think this needs to be done at Sam, at Sam Quinn, CBS. Okay. Um, I don't know Sam personally. All right. So I'm just going to say that from the very beginning, got about 4,000 followers on Twitter. He's a CBS sports NBA reporter. Okay. He quote tweets the slam newswire quote, the heat beat Pacers, Bucks and Celtics teams that weren't at full strength. 
They played a Lakers team that wasn't at full strength. Is this really a road that Riley wants to go down? Okay, so now you understand, Greg, the telephone game has already started, okay? Because Sam Quinn, who hasn't obviously listened to the call at the time that he, and it, it's on the Heat site by this point, okay? Because he tweeted this 9 p.m. on the 24th, okay? So that it was up for several hours. He hadn't listened to it, so he's just playing off the slam newswire thing. Now, look, I will admit, sometimes I do that. I quote tweet things without listening to the original source, okay? But let's get to Sam's actual take, which is freaking ludicrous, okay? The Heat beat the Pacers, Bucks, and Celtics teams that were in full strength. All right, let's just stop there, Greg, okay? The Heat beat the Pacers that weren't at full strength. That is accurate, right? We, we don't disagree with that. Sabonis course, was their all-star. Yeah, Sabonis was their best player all year. Okay. Um, Oladipo was at roughly 70%. We don't really know, but I feel like Oladipo's biggest issues was he wanted to be playing for the team on the other side. Yeah, and it's a 4-5 matchup. I mean, like, that was going to be a tough matchup, but it's not crazy to say that Miami could have won that series even if they were fully healthy. They would have been favored in that matchup even if Sabonis plays. Do you agree Correct. with that? Correct. Okay. okay. All right. So that's the first thing. And here's the other premise that's just wrong. This idea that anybody is at full strength by the time you get to the playoffs, particularly after you had all that time off, weird situation, bubble games, et cetera, is crazy. Nobody was at full strength in any way, emotionally, mentally, or physically by the time you got to the postseason. Okay. So second one, let's just extrapolate. The Heat beat the Bucks that weren't at full strength. Uh, did I miss Giannis playing for the first Three games of that series? Yeah. And, and all of the history that we saw with Milwaukee throughout the years from a matchup perspective, the Heat internally, they wanted the Bucks matchup over almost any matchup in the Eastern Conference. So ultimately, like, yes, there were obviously some things that happened with Giannis that uh, he wasn't 100%. But truthfully, that almost kind of sparked Milwaukee yes. in a way that, that, that benefited them in a vacuum. So, like, even this doesn't really hold weight. Do the Bucks win that series if Giannis never gets hurt? No, they don't. A end of conversation. The Heat beat the Celtics team that wasn't at full strength. Okay, now this, I guess, is a, is a reference to Hayward, okay? Now, the Celtics, mind you, beat the Sixers, swept the Sixers with one of the Sixers' two All-Stars not playing in that series. Is that correct? That's correct. They did so without Gordon Hayward. Is that also correct? Yes, Gordon Hayward played the majority of that series against the Heat, did he not? Yes, which he, we, this guy also, I think, um, pointed out that they outscored the Heat by nine in Gordon Hayward games. <laughs> they outscored the Heat during the course of the series. By one, yes. Okay, so what are we talking about? I mean, wh what's the dramatic impact? Now, we also know that Dragic was playing hurt in that series, right? Correct. And nobody's talking about that, that he was playing through the injury that ultimately made him miss finals games. He was gutting through that in this series. Right. So, and Kendrick Nunn and uh, Bam Adebayo had COVID, right? That's true. And Bam was also had the shoulder thing that he was continuously playing through throughout that obviously turned into something else in the finals. Okay. So it's ludicrous. I mean, the I and did Gordon Hayward play most of the series? He did. Did he not? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So we've just invalidated the first three points that Sam Quinn has made. Fourth point. They played a Lakers team that wasn't at full strength. What the fuck is he talking about? Okay. Avery Bradley. I mean, give me a break. They lost three playoff games in three series, three total playoff games 
without Avery Bradley. And Rajan Rondo got himself back into shape during that period of time by playing minutes that Avery Bradley probably would have played and Rondo ended up being a huge factor in the finals. Yeah, he was, was his it, own buster. When, when, when he tweeted this, Greg, I had to look back at the Lakers roster because I couldn't figure out who he was talking about. Right. And you, you know what else is nuts? Like, as you break down point by point how bad this tweet really was, the last sentence actually may be the worst is this really a road Riley wants to go down? Because I thought that this Riley press conference, he displayed a level of humility in giving credit to absolutely everyone else in the organization, top to bottom, other than himself. Like, so to to act as if Riley approached this press conference with any degree of resentment or bitterness or anything like that, like the road he wants to go down as if there's some confrontational something there is just so baseless. It's, it's irresponsible to tweet it. It's the most gracious press conference I've ever heard Pat Riley have. Correct. It was like satsang, like that you go and right. meditate and listen to. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, I mean, literally, <laughs> he said the only thing I contributed to this was a good meeting with Jimmy Butler, who he kind yeah. of implied would have come anyway, whether he was there or not. Yeah, because then he thanked Dwayne about like, thanks right. for like putting in a good word, but I had the meeting. <laughs> right. And, and that was one of the issues that Dwayne and others had with Pat about 2010 was that Pat took too much credit for what Dwayne and LeBron and Chris felt that they did. And Pat literally went the 180 opposite direction in this case to make sure that it was interpreted correctly. And not only that, at times, Pat has defended Spolstra when Spolstra has come under attack, but he's also may not been quite as gracious at times about Eric. And this press conference, he called him a Hall of Fame coach. He said the best thing about a masterpiece, which he basically acknowledged, Spolstra just had a masterpiece, is that they're never finished yet. I mean, literally, like it was like he was putting he was putting Spo on the Sistine Chapel. Okay. It's- I mean, he essentially said that he suppresses his day-to-day relationship from a communication perspective with Jimmy because he doesn't want to get in the way of what Spolstra is building with Jimmy, which is a whole nother topic of the way that, you know, you have an all-star franchise player aligned with your head coach. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ways that you don't see often throughout the league, but yeah. it was such a, he, he put Spo on, on a well-deserved pedestal throughout that entire press conference. More than he ever has. Literally more than he ever, and I'm not saying he hasn't done it, but to that degree, okay, more than he ever has. All right, when we come back, we're going to get to now how this then goes from a slam side account to a blogger that very few people know to the mainstream and how this is going to feed back. I think this is, again, we wanted to do an educational episode today because this shit drives me crazy. Okay, it drives me because I've been on both sides of it. Okay, but it drives me crazy. But if you need a realtor who will not drive you crazy, who will treat you as a valued client and not just another commission, let me recommend you consult Eric Brown at FiveReasonsRealtor.com, the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Eric is a real estate professional with several years of experience representing celebrities, executives, and professional athletes, as well as first-time home buyers. So all over the spectrum with a Wharton School business education. 
Eric is uniquely qualified at identifying property value, negotiating on your behalf, and providing an unmatched level of service. So if you're considering selling or buying a home in South Florida or just want to know what your property's worth in the strong real estate market, contact Eric at 305-967-9089. That's 305-967-9089 or go to 5reasonsrealtor.com. If he cannot help you, he'll recommend someone you can, who can Find out what his specialized professional business approach can do for you today. Eric Brown at fivereasonsrealtor.com, the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Okay, until, before we get to the four-letter network, Greg, um, Bleacher Report tweeted it too, did they not? They did, yeah. So it was not just um, those that we shall get into shortly, but it was Bleacher Report too. Okay, now, again, full, dis- full disclosure, I worked for Bleacher Report for two years. Um, I was part of their kind of push towards credibility. Okay, I'm not saying just me, but there was a group of us, Howard Beck, Kevin Ding, and also Jared Zwirling. The four of us were hired. They put out a press release. I left the Palm Beach Post, and we, we were going to provide original content on the NBA. Okay, so four NBA writers. Howard ended up staying there a long time. Howard's a very good friend of mine. He's excellent. He was tremendous to work with. Kevin uh, went out to work with the, L- with, that, with the Lakers. He actually works for the Lakers now. He had a very close relationship with Kobe and with Jeannie Buss. He went back to work for the Lakers, for their website. He does great stuff. And Jared Zwirling has a bunch of different projects now. Um, he's, he's kind of an entrepreneur um, himself. Okay, so the four of us were there for a period of time, at least three of us for at least two or three years. And I, I saw how Bleacher Report operates, okay? And over the course of those two years, I spent time in the New York office, the San Francisco office. They've got a lot of talented people. Nobody more talented than the Game of Zones people, okay? They, those, they're unbelievable. I saw them do it, okay? It's remarkable. Hmm. They've got a lot of talented people. But sometimes they get in their own way because they're social people who, and I was a beneficiary of this at times. Some of my articles got blasted out with the pull quotes, with the ellipses, okay? When Dwayne Wade said that last year wasn't fun, that thing got like crazy thousands and thousands of retweets after Bleacher Report tweeted it to its million followers. I mean, how many do they have now? 9.1 million, okay? So they have a big, big audience, okay? But they have gone away from original content over the past couple of years. They've gone to more videos. They've gone kind of more back to what they did before. I don't think it's, I don't think the journalism there is what they intended it to be between 2013 and 15 uh, when I spent two years there. So they did tweet this out. Have you been able to find the exact tweet, Greg? I'm trying to find it. This was put out earlier today. Um, They're doing a lot of football today on that account, obviously. So as we talk about this, I don't, see it yet i'm looking for it but they tweeted something out which was always uh af which was which was also i thought uh not completely on the money from what riley said let me see if i can find it okay here it is so oh here it is um, i found it it. here it is there we go go ahead you so 16 hours ago um it says uh riley thinks bam and gorn at 100 percent would have changed the finals with the eye emojis and they took the quote saying they beat us fair and squarely they were the best team but there's always going to be that asterisk that caveat and then it says pat riley on the lakers championship and impact of bam and gorn's injuries as if taking the series Because really, like, if you want to really unpack this, he was talking about getting to a seventh game. The series went six. So obviously them at 100% would have changed the damn series. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And and, but they did. Look, they did the same thing that we're saying was was done by the others, which is they stitched two two thoughts together. 100%. 
it was it was not part of the same answer. It, it was it's two things that you stitch together. And now I'm going to get to the next one. OK, and, and here's this is the whole issue with this. OK, so then it goes from. OK, so you've been now you're at Bleacher Report. So you've gone from account with 4,000 followers, account with another account with 4,000 followers. So now you've gone to an account with 9.1 million followers. This is how this stuff happens. Now you go to ESPN, which has 36 million followers. Okay. So we've just gone completely up the scale. And here's what ESPN tweets. And this is why I'm telling you, this is going to be a story for a couple of days, which is why Pat had to, I don't know if he sent a quote to Tim Reynolds or what, but I saw Tim had, had quoted something out. ESPN. Pat Riley thinks the finals would have gone to seven games if Bam and Goran were 100%. And then he has and then the thinking emoji. And then the pull quote, again, in parentheses, the Lakers were the best team, but there's always going to be that asterisk. Ellipses, dot, dot, dot. So they're at least acknowledging it was a separate thought. If we had Bam and Goran, dot, 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 oh at 100%, gosh. it could have gone to a seventh game. Here's what I tweeted. Anytime you're using ellipses in a pull quote, you're trying to create a fake controversy. Anytime, yep. anytime, because yep. you can't complete the thought. Now they will say, we didn't have room. We're running a graphic. This is what we had space for. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you know what they're also, that you know what they're aiming for. They're aiming for eventually to um, circle this all the way back to LeBron James. And that's mm -hmm. like where this will go is that it'll turn into a Riley versus LeBron. And then eventually Riley will leave the picture and it'll be all about LeBron again. And it's just about kind of circling the wagons back to that narrative that they push, but it always has to be in a negative way. And it's just, it's a shame. I guess, obviously I'm ultra sensitive when it comes to the heat and Riley and the organization and stuff like that as a fan, but, also like with to see the way like Pat's state of being in that press conference and then for it to turn into anything that was uh negative based it's just it sucks man because like th this was not the vibe of that at all it's not the vibe of smiling faces with hidden agendas or get a grip do you have the guts or any of that kind of stuff okay no it's Pat at peace right exactly but that's not what they want and but here's the other thing you talk about with circling back okay so now ESPN has tweeted it, right? Now Laker fans have reacted to it. Who does it, who does, who do they care about in the NBA? As you mentioned, LeBron and the Lakers, right? Okay. So after you get past the football talk tomorrow, do we not agree that there's going to be a segment on first take tomorrow, perhaps on PTI, maybe on around the horn, then going back to the other network, which is even worse you know, undefeated, okay, or undisputed, they're, they're definitely defeated, undisputed, whatever the hell you want to call that <laughs> stupid thing on the other station, Colin Coward's dumbass. Oh, gosh. Okay. Who, who, who can only put things in the context of the Lakers? I, I mean, where is this headed? Okay. Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's going to go great. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's a circular thing. They know that. They know that at the heat. And so, right, it come, comes back to LeBron, and it comes back to your, you know, and, and, and then LeBron's people will read it. Okay. And it'll get, it'll, get, it'll get sent back to him in a way that is not the way that it was intended. They're not going to include the part about saying LeBron is the best player in the world that Pat said. I mean, none of that. I mean, th this is exactly where this is headed. And look, should we care? Should we care? No, I'm Pat's a big boy. Okay. I mean, it's, this isn't about that, but it drives me crazy as someone who used to purport to be a journalist. Okay. Or at least tried to be that this is the way that we've gone. OK, because you have, uh, you know, again, Slam Magazine acting irresponsibly, 
leading to a CBS writer having a terrible, awful, no good take to Bleacher Report picking it up. And again, Bleacher Report and ESPN picked up the same parts, right? So nobody there listened to it either. Okay. Oh, no. They're just <laughs> grabbing it and go. Right. That's it. That's it. It's just grab, go, stir the pot, send it back. And, and I'll tell you, okay, when I was working um, with Israel at, uh, and again, Israel doesn't do this stuff, okay? But when I was working with Israel at 790 Ticket, he, he would get, you know, the daily thing from ESPN and he would send it to me because we would look for topics. And it, you could, but you could see on there how at ESPN, they were just circulating the same damn six topics. And the idea yeah. was, once Stephen A. talked about it, or Skip was there at the time, once they talked about it, then everybody else could, right? So you've manufactured a controversy on one show and then have and then react to it on every other show. Now, ESPN has basically decided they only have Stephen A. So it's Stephen A. reacting to Stephen A. But those days it was reacting on every show. But I will, how much we want to bet that, that this is going to be on first take tomorrow? Oh, for sure. But shout out to guys like Sedano who stepped up and mm -hmm. said something and there was multiple tweets that he sent out and uh you know there was a lot of people that came to the defense of this situation um and prominent people that are respected and and will will you will see their tweets so that's you know shout out there but it just sucks because ultimately this is what we're going to be dealing with in large part for the next few months with all the uncertainty around the league they're looking for reasons to have people talking and this is a perfect example of that well i mean you mentioned george and obviously Israel, Levitard. I mean, there's a contingent of people down here. The TV guys, of course, Manso uh, and Clay at Channel 10 jumped to it right away. But I mean, there's only so much noise you can drown out. I mean, when you're talking about an account with yeah. 9.1 million followers at Bleacher and another with 36 million followers at ESPN. Yeah, Stephen like, A is louder. Right, right. <laughs> I, mean, th I mean, there's only so much we can do in our little damn podcast, right? I mean, my hope is that he fans, and I, we've seen this on Twitter, they know, they know. They know the way the team's covered by, you know, some of these national outlets. Then they know we're trying to be fair. And I'm not, look, I'm not coming to you at a place of uh, kissing Riley's ass. Okay. We, uh, Pat That's and I my have job. battles. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, seriously, I, I called the trades in 05 on a big, big banner headline. So that was never let me hear the end of it, that Pat was losing his mind for making these trades for Jason Williams and all these players. And he won a championship. But before he did, when they got to the finals that year, I was sitting in the damn front row because I believe that's where you should be. If you have a bad take. Okay. I was sitting in the front row and Pat looked at me. Okay. Before he started his press conference, it said, you didn't think we'd be here. So we have had look. Okay. But at least if he's going to be wrong about something or he's going to call somebody out, at least quote the man accurately. That's all. Correct. Yeah. All right. And drink beer. Biscayne Bay Brewing is the official craft beer of Inner Miami, the Miami Marlins, and us, South Florida's actual independent brewery, is Biscayne Bay, which is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. These guys are committed to our community and supporting Five Reasons Sports, so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content, local sports content that you can handle. If you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer, grab their stuff, Marlins Lager, Miami Pale Ale, Tropical Bay IPA, at all major retailers throughout South Florida. It's the beer we're drinking a lot of at Five Reasons Sports. All right, let's, uh, let's get to what we're going to be doing going forward. Brief primer here. We're going to do five episodes on what Pat Riley actually did say. First one, Greg and I are going to do together. That should come to you by tomorrow or the next day, which is going to be about this dichotomy and this decision he admitted he has to make between going for it now or waiting. That's one. Two, are they going to take care of their own players? He talked about that a lot, particularly Goran Dragic. We will get into that. Also, who is part of the so-called young core? 
because there were a couple names there that were absent at times, and I was a little bit surprised. So we'll get into that. Also, will they keep this draft pick? We haven't talked about it very much. They picked 20th. We're going to bring Brady Hawk on for that. And then fifth and finally, we're going to talk about his response to my question about when it is that he plans to finally retire. So those will be the five topics. Thanks for joining us today. Get your news from us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Five.